0: Hello and welcome to Five Points of Contact. This is the name we made up for the preview show we try to do every week when we're meeting with somebody who's a representative of the other team, the enemy, and we get their perspective on the upcoming game. And this week it is Michigan State, the Michigan State Spartans. And I'm here with Kevin Knight, who used to write at Corn Nation, and that he left me in a huff. <laughs> and he went over to be the, let's see here, the assistant man editor. At Spartans Illustrated. How are you doing, Kevin?
1: I'm doing well. Definitely a lot Still- better now that I'm not in that uh, Minneapolis cold.
0: Well, you know, it is. It's winter has, well, I got to an not argue with my son about it. he was thought I was being too wimpy about how, you know, I think he, he prefers it like in the, well, like below Kelvin temperatures or something. I don't know. Look at this, Brandon E said, "Goosebumps." You know, uh, I got goosebumps during that intro too. It was nice to hear radio calls and stuff like that from back when we were good. Do you know any of those plays?
1: Uh, yeah, I' pretty confident. I watched the Oregon game, um, for example. I, I caught that clip, but um, I, I honestly couldn't tell you anything about either the Nebraska game in Eugene or or in Lincoln. Um, you know, play wise, uh, if I'm if I'm being honest.
0: Well, the last bit there is Lyle Brimser doing the call for the 1971 Johnny Rogers punt returning against Oklahoma. I'm, I'm getting way off track here. We're supposed to be talking about the Spartans. So I'm going to start with this. The line that I checked right before I came on here is 3.5 points. I I don't know. I You probably don't bet. I don't bet. The 3.5 points, do you think that's a good line? I mean – I'm kind of surprised by it. Yeah,
1: probably not. I mean, I guess if Michigan State's going to lose, they're probably going to lose by uh, a lot more than three and a half points, honestly. Um, But if they, I don't know, I guess pull up in iowa uh right iowa the spartans actually almost uh kept, kept that one close um it's been a lot of blowouts this season it, it it's getting hard to keep track of which ones were actually close uh th- three and a half it's probably fair because it's it's at michigan state and uh it's not like nebraska's having a strong season uh no offense to the huskers um they're definitely they they turned it around in october so to speak but um yeah it, it's it's a road game in the Big Ten in November. Those aren't the easiest thing in the world, but uh, the Spartans are two, uh, two and six at this point. So, yeah,
0: what well, yeah. the over/under is like thirty four point five? It that is low. It's very low. It's not as bad as like uh, Northwestern Iowa coming up this weekend, but it is extremely low. So I would assume they think nobody's going to score any points whatsoever. What? What the hell is going on in East Lansing? I mean, should we start with Mel Tucker? Does everybody know that story? Do you want to not talk about it? Is Mel Tucker gonna get any of his money at all? Um let me ask that.
1: Yeah, I mean, so my my personal view is that I would not be surprised if there's some sort of a settlement offered, because it's highly likely Michigan State has employment insurance on his contract. And at the end of the day, it's going to be cheaper for the insurer to offer a settlement than it is to go through the litigation process, which they will hands down win, but then spending all the money on the lawyers and the court fees and waiting out all of that process and whatnot is going to cost them more than just offering him a check to go away. And that's going to be a decision by the insurance company, um, not Michigan State. Although if it is up to MSU, they're going to take it to court and make sure he doesn't get a dime because- he's not going to get a (laughs) dime Like at the end of the day. Yeah. Eventually it was determined that he, he was guilty of sexually harassing, um, uh, the, the university vendor there. But, um, I mean, they had grounds to fire him for cause besides that. At, at the end of the day, the the guy was just a boneheaded idiot, even if he wasn't, um, guilty based on the, the hearing of sexual assault. So, you know, he, he's gone. He's, he's bye-bye. And, uh, you know he'll probably get a little bit of uh spending money, so to speak, to to take care of that. Um oh, what are those stupid things called? The uh, the, those like Yamaha three wheel things. Uh, oh anyway, God, I Slingshot, don't know. slingshot. That's it. Yeah, really, he'll, he'll get some some gas money for the slingshot.
0: Okay, here I have to ask this question. Brett asks it for us. Brett says my thoughts are that the whole thing was just a way to get rid of Tucker without having the. the without having the butt payout, which is shady, and I could be wrong, but I wouldn't pa- put it past any college to pull that. Uh, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think just about any college out there would have kept Mel Tucker, um, given the situation that he put himself in. Um, was it a convenient way to avoid shelling out you know, 70-some-odd million dollars, I, I think almost $80 total left on his 80 million left on his contract sure yeah it it was but i mean i give me a a,
0: he did he did this to himself yeah i mean the, the
1: guy brought in a a high profile woman to talk about the problems of sexual harassment and and sexual assault in college athletics and then proceeded to very clearly put himself in a situation where he was uh found guilty of sexually harassing her himself as she's a university vendor being talked about being brought back for another paid event with the university. And then eventually cancels it when she doesn't seem to give back on on the, the romantic interest. It's just, it's a very boneheaded decision. I mean, if he was urban Meyer and just get, Got caught having a, a mid 20 something dancing up on him at a bar. Like, that's not remotely the same thing here. The, the but I guy, think the thing
0: yeah. is, the thing is that people don't get. I, I work for a university. I, you know, I do a lot of work for the University of Minnesota. And, and there's very clear rules to the relationships you establish and what happens with those resta- relationships. And you can't be doing what he was doing because it, there's a lot of imbalance in the relationship and you know that's where fraud happens and things like that and bad things happen so they they're clearly they I I don't sign the contracts for the you that I do but I they're in there I know that so okay you mentioned the name so we have to do this before we get to football wow I'm going to we we're really zoomed in here let's do that okay is that better I think that's better it's not like rah. Okay, James Boardman says, any truth to Michigan State contacting Urban Meyer, or is it just Sparty porn?
1: Um, So there is a high-profile Michigan State donor who would pony up all the money needed for Urban Meyer if Michigan State and Urban Meyer want to join hands and sing Kumbaya at the 50 going 7-0 against the University of Michigan as his swan song um Michigan State doesn't want that and Urban Meyer doesn't want that and as far as we know Urban Meyer has not been to visit East Lansing and as far as we know um Allen Holler is having one heck of a very tight-lipped search at this point because I don't think a single media member actually knows who he's pursuing at this point and I I guarantee you it's Got to be getting the point where he's got his target list, and he's putting out feelers uh, with their agents because it's it's now November one, and uh Urban Meyer is not one of them. So,
0: should we talk about the game?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll i make one more uh joke about that. Is there there seems to be this like constant um, swing with oh Ur- Urban Meyer to East Lansing? I think is at this percentage today, and I I for some reason. Um, I think of the Dr. Seuss book, uh, the the Snorks. I think it was, but the the one where they have the machine that puts the stars on the non star bellies, and then the ones that had the stars okay. get them taken off. Yeah, and and, and so uh, I I joke that the Urban Meyer uh, machine is a, a basically like that. Like a, a, on on Thursday, the star on machine says that. Urban to East Lansing is at 50%. And on Saturday, it's down. The, the star off machine has dropped it down to 32%. So it's, any given week, it's a star on and star off machine.
0: Well, you know what? Some if We're going to stay here on this. Brett comes back and says, question for Kevin, who are your top choices to replace Tucker? Which, you know, we'll, we'll do this for a bit and then we'll get into the game. Who are okay, your, yeah. who who are, who do you think and who do you want?
1: Yeah, Um I mean, that's a good question uh, that I, I've i had asked several times, and I, I honestly don't know. Um, I mean, there's a couple of good choices out there. You know, I mean, Duke's head coach is a, a, a good name. Washington's head coach is a good name. Are either of them interested in the MSU job? Um, yeah, I, I don't have any um, uh, suggestion to say that they would be. Uh, you know, I mean, I Deion Sanders wouldn't be a great fit um you know uh i heard he can turn
0: a I can heard he can turn a roster over an entire one year so i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah i mean hey maybe jim harbaugh is going to be looking for a job soon uh you know um not sure how well he'd do in east lansing if uh connor stallions doesn't go with him but
0: wow we got to get those shots in uh tony white defensive coordinator for nebraska uh, it hasn't
1: been a name that I've heard come up. Um, but yeah, m- maybe we live in fear. Never say never.
0: I mean, people are just like, Oh my God, dude, we can't let this guy leave and everything. So I have probably irritated half the uh, people on this, on this live stream. Uh, but there's been no names come out, not even rumor. Well, rumors, I suppose. Duke's coach. I don't know. You know, what, what do you see Michigan state getting? I mean, you guys have gone through a couple scandals already, and now you got Mel Tucker to deal with. I guess if, I'm being really I'm dancing around the issue. Do you think Michigan State can pull in a top-flight coach, and why?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess in part, what, what's the definition of a top-flight coach at this point? Because, I mean, guys who have national title rings that are going to come to East Lansing, there's not very many of them around in the first place, which is why Irvin Meyer obviously is the top, Name everybody loves to throw out for just about every job out there. Michigan State is the most high profile job to date this season, right now. So that's why I think you see his name mostly tied th- that and the Big Ten, obviously, and a chance to beat Michigan, of course, which I'm sure entices Meyer. But I mean, again, he's not coming to East Lansing. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Spartans are, are a strong program. Um, there's some issues with NIL, obviously, uh, poning up for that a, a bit. Um, but I mean, look at the contract that uh, Tucker was able to get. It's not like they're lacking. Yeah. I mean, they have several billionaire uh, high profile alumni out there in the world. And for a contract for the coach, certainly they can pony up. Um, You know, can can NIL money come to entice the players that that kind of high profile coach wants? It's there. Is it there on the same level that SEC schools have? maybe not necessarily. I mean, look at some of the guys that Michigan state lost this off season, um, namely, you know, Peyton Thorne, for example, to Auburn. So in that regard, there's, there's some, certainly some detractions and yeah, there, there's some issues with uh, scandals. And that's another reason why urban Meyer's is not coming is scandal. Uh, Michigan state, not interested in that urban Meyer's is not interested in the fishbowl <laughs> lens that uh, the media is going to have for, for Michigan state as a result of that. So um Yeah, but uh, Mark D'Antonio had quite a bit of success, and Mel Tucker had one great season. You know, Michigan State's not that much different than just about any other Big Ten job with the addition of the four West Coast teams in terms of who would they get, you know? so
0: Yeah, so... uh,
1: Sorry, Linda's
0: a regular. Linda Wilkins says, Dabo Sweeney after he's fired from Clinton. What do you think of that? Uh...
1: I I don't think uh, Dabo Sweeney would be a a, a target necessarily. Um, he he doesn't quite feel like the uh, country club hire that the Big Ten looks for. Um, he's a little more of the the southern. You know, I I want to go out mudding and hunting over the weekend with you um, <laughs> to to the donors rather than the the country club donor where you go in and you you have the ritzy dinner, so to speak. So the, the big 10 looks more for on average for a country club higher than, than uh, the, the mud and higher
0: Murph dog brewing company says, what about Leonard from Wisconsin? Jim Leonard.
1: It oh, it'd certainly be an interesting um, name to toss out. I mean, I'd, I'd even throw out Luke fickle uh, just for kicks, frankly. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he was one of the high profile targets last cycle. Um, you know, Hey, Maybe he doesn't want to stick around Madison.
0: James and Brian. (laughs) No, no. Brian France will be looking for a job. And you know what? He's kind of, I mean, he's, he's, you know what? On Brian's defense, he's put up with a lot of crap. So people could throw all sorts of crap at his way and he just like deflected. So, you know, and I guess you're, he knows how to run a very old fashioned, you know, Mark D'Antonio ran about the same offense, didn't he?
1: Uh, I mean, they, they scored points even in 2019.
0: So,
1: uh, you know, I, have you, have you seen Jay Johnson's offense? Because you're going to get a great time on Saturday watching that shit show.
0: Okay. Well, let's, let's go to the game. What is going on over there? My understanding is quarterbacks. Uh, we don't know who the starter is. I, how much of the team is gone? Let's start with that. People have already entered the transfer portal when Mel Tucker left Uh, some players. I think one of the best defensive line players they had entered the transfer portal. Who's left. Is it, you know, do you have a full complement of a team left? Uh, I guess on offense, who's the starting quarterback. Let's start there.
1: Yeah. uh, So I honestly going into Rutgers, we were, pretty obvious uh it it was pretty obvious to everybody that Caden um Caden Hauser was going to get the starting job at Rutgers at this point I I don't really have any confidence saying that it's for sure going to be Caden or it's for sure going to be Sam Levitt um one thing I do feel pretty confident on is it's not going to be Noah Kim um who was the starter going into the season and then after Washington Uh, took a couple hits and just never really looked the same after that um yeah it's a little too timid wait way way too many turnovers um Caden came in and did a great job at Rutgers and since then yeah I mean Sam Levitt came in and led the only touchdown drive and the first one in I think it was uh, seven, nine, nine quarters for Michigan state. So, um, you know, maybe you still want to give Caden a a chance. Um, but
0: is he a pocket guy or is he mobile? I mean, he's got some
1: legs. Um, so Sam, Uh, I'm not sure that you'd necessarily consider either of them, uh, a, a, a true running quarterback by any means, but I mean, they, the. They both had some legs. Sam extended quite a few plays on the touchdown drive himself, uh, for that matter. Um, can't remember his exact rushing stats for for the quarter, but um, there was at least one. I want to say twelve yard scamper for the first down that he he brought in.
0: Wow. I okay. I looked this up. Michigan State is 127th nationally in scoring offense, at uh, 18 points a, ha- a game. Nebraska yep. Nebraska is ahead of them at 115 at 20 points a game. I get honestly, there's your there's your three and a half point spread right there. I mean, if you look at the if you just look at the stats and the scoring per game, there it is. Uh who anybody on the offense, are there anybody offensive playing? I I guess to be blunt with you, I, I look at Michigan State and I look at a team that's really just kind of lost and people are trying to make it through the season and trying not to i don't want to say lose their shit but you know they're trying to stay together as a team and try to get something out of it that's going to be positive going forward. Is that a good assessment?
1: I think that's pretty much hitting the nail on the head. Uh I mean I, hey, you, you want a job? <laughs> no, I mean that that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh I mean the the defense frankly has uh been Impressive feels a little exaggerating, but it's been impressive compared to what it was the past few seasons. Frankly, um, yeah, but they they get gas so bad because the offense is just and so bad. Um, I, I I think the the line has been the biggest problem. Surprise, surprise! It's the Big Ten uh, who doesn't say that their offensive or defensive line is the problem if they're not you know the uh, number one team in the league. But yeah, I mean, it's just it it's been it's been tough to watch. Special teams has been a, a huge improvement for the most part, uh, thanks to Jonathan Jonathan Kim coming in from North Carolina as a transfer kicker. Uh, it's nice to see Michigan State get points on the kicking game again for a change. Um, holds the Connect Stadium record now for uh, longest field goal by an opponent. I in. in 10 player by an opponent but uh yeah i mean he had, he had a monster kick at iowa for example um defense did a great job at minnesota through three quarters and then were so gas they couldn't do anything um same right. with you know rutgers too frankly the the uh well I, I i say that i i that one was more of a special teams letdown, frankly although then finally the the defense just let rutgers run right up the middle like it was uh you know a, a nebraska 1995 team or something <laughs> Uh, for for one of their key touchdowns in the fourth quarter, there. But yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a tough situation. Uh, you feel bad as a Spartan fan for the players, um, at least if you're not one of the jerks on Twitter bashing all of them. But yeah, they didn't want Mel Tucker to to blow up their season, and they certainly don't want to be losing forty nine nothing to Michigan. So,
0: right. Okay, we had we had a couple of people make. Uh, let's see, Urban Wire. We covered that. We covered Jim Leonard. Top choices. Uh, you know. Clay Caselder asks, Mr. In Charge, because I labeled myself John In Charge. I was thinking of Charles In Charge, and I don't even know what that show is. Uh, he, Clay Caselder says, Mr. In Charge, does this feel like a trap game? Uh, no, it doesn't. And the reason it doesn't is because Matt Rule, is, I think, has done a very good job of looking at his team and saying we're going 1-0 this week, and that's all we're going to focus on. And quite frankly, I I think that's a really good focus. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about. There's been a lot of talk from you know people on Twitter, guys like me with the blabby mouths, you know. Uh, Nebraska is going to win the Big Ten West. I think Scott Docterman, the Iowa writer for the Athletic, said something about it. Nebraska winning the Big Ten West on his on a podcast, and that's way too much, way too early. Let's just beat Michigan State this weekend. And then worry about what comes after that. We do the same thing as Nebraska fans. We start, we, you know, what we've won three games in a row, and we're suddenly like, I don't want to say the '95 Huskers, but I think people are getting ahead of themselves. In fact, my son, my I, my rotten son at supper, said, "Well, you better win this one because you're not winning the next three. And I thought, why Why does your mother let you stay here, you shit ass? It's because I
1: I don't think with how maryland's october went that it's really fair to to say that michigan state is a trap game when it's maryland next up on the schedule you know i mean i is is maryland the trap game i think that's the the better question nebraska fans should be talking about because uh two and six michigan state with maryland on on the following week i feel like that game at madison's the, the better one to have circled as a a tough one
0: yeah that's true so okay Star players. I mean, we're kind of getting through this, and this is what I was worried about, is there isn't there isn't a whole lot on Michigan State's team to talk about, is there? Is I mean, there- um,
1: one guy I definitely want to highlight is Jordan Hall on the defensive side. Um, he has been absolutely phenomenal um, thus far. Uh, let me get his stats here while I'm trying to highlight him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on, on the season he's had – uh, 20 solo tackles so far in all eight games. 40? Um, no, I'm sorry. 4, 41 total tackles. Um, 24 of them solo. So yeah, he's got, um, yeah. uh sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hall's a a great true freshman who's playing well above his punching weight, so to speak. In in that regard.
0: Any levitt
1: yeah uh so levitt came in um at minnesota i believe he played at against michigan as well to be fair but i'm gonna be honest on that one um it that was a game where i was at a wedding during the game and i did not uh care enough to punish myself to go back and actually bother watching that at all um but yeah no levitt's, levitt's not bad he's seen action in three games so far um has had seventy-eight total yards passing. Um, yeah, not not too bad. Uh, long of twenty-two on the season, so done done well. Um, yeah, Caden's not bad either. Uh, we pissed off Boise State getting him, so.
0: So what East Lansing? The games in East Lansing. I mean, what do you see happening in this game? I mean, what do you know about Nebraska? When you look, so let's start with that, and then we'll go to that next question next. When you look at Nebraska, what do you know about Nebraska, and what do you think? You know your impression of Nebraska right now at this point in the season. Um,
1: I think that they're doing well on a what's definitely a, a rebuild year for them. Uh, kind of the same quarterback trouble that Michigan State's had a little bit, although, um, it, yeah, I mean, re- really, pretty much the, the same uh trouble to a degree not exact same personnel but just you know who who do you go with the guy that you wanted at the start of the season uh Noah Kim for Michigan State and Jeff Sims for Nebraska both injured um because Kim is supposedly getting through an injury right now um as is actually one of our uh uh tight ends actually what our of our key guys, Malik Carr, Uh, your defensive coordinator did have a little bit of a slip up and that Malik Carr transferred from Purdue and was going to be a two sport athlete uh, playing both men's basketball and football. Um, But after last season in 22, he talked with his coaches and they kind of convinced him that he needed to focus exclusively on football. And so he's not actually a two star athlete. Keon Coleman also was uh, a two-star athlete when he first got to Michigan State. Obviously, he's now at Florida State. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, Nebraska is certainly um, having some some struggles in that regard. Figuring out who's the guy is it? Um, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, so please correct me. Heinrich Harburg, or yeah, uh, yeah or or Purdy. You know, Michigan State is it? Caden Hauser, or is it uh, Sam Levitt? You know. Hmm. We'll, so wait, we'll wait,
0: what, do you, what do you expect to happen Saturday?
1: Uh, three yards and a cloud of dust or more likely a, a cloud of snow, I guess, based on um, how the weather's been in the Midwest the last, the last few days. But uh, I, that that's honestly the best I got. A, uh, a traditional
0: I, I, A traditional Big Ten game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's not going to be like 2021 with um, Frost tempting fate on a, a a punt call with an australian punter who frankly you can't really rely on his accuracy and and then uh, michigan state's been doing this two-man formation for the return the whole time and easily fakes out the team and you know oh they you know michigan state stole that game it's like well or, or you know scott frost just got out coached uh, one of the two i mean it wouldn't be the first time yeah
0: you had to get that in there huh I, I, I like to, you know,
1: I, I was around coordination long enough. I, I, I love you yeah. guys, but I, I like making my jokes now and and they're all in <laughs> good fun. I, I hope, I hope anybody watching understands that. I, I always say that in good jazz. I'm married to a Oscar, so I can't be too mean or, or say anything too harshly. I, I reserve that for Michigan.
0: Yeah. There you go. So, oh my God, we're, we're only halfway into this and we're probably done with football. Aren't we? I mean, well, is there I, anything the, really else to ask me some questions?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'll just make the joke really quick that uh, in five days, I get to pretend like college football doesn't exist. So, you know, because um, it, it's college basketball season, it, it's the best
0: time of the year. No, okay. You know what? Let's go into that a little bit. I mean, you know, Nebraska, that basically I get in trouble for saying this on Twitter. Nobody pays attention to Nebraska men's basketball. In the comments section, are any of you, you 92 people watching this, are any of you going to pay attention to Nebraska men's basketball, yes or no? I'd like to know. And you know this, Kevin, that Nebraska just really doesn't – I mean, we sell games. People go to games because there isn't a lot else to do in Lincoln. That's been – you and I have argued about that, Right. Uh, well. I,
1: I, I'm, I'm going to on camera, uh, uh, on a, on a live feed, just say th- those are your words on the, there's nothing else yeah. to do in Nebraska, <laughs> not mine. Um, but no, I mean, the, I, I've been to, to one game at PBA and it was a non-conference by game. So please everybody listening, keep this in mind. When I say that, um, it was a very country club-esque atmosphere in for, for my experience, PBA for a big game is one of the tougher places to play. Tom Izzo said that himself. Fans get into the game, um, you know, it, it's a tough place to play. That doesn't necessarily mean that the fans all are huge college basketball fans who live and breathe college basketball right? either. But they definitely so- can ha- have one heck of an atmosphere.
0: Right. I, I guess I if people chop this out of here, I'll get buried again. Roger Moore says no. JC says no. This guy underscore Geist says Creighton basketball. Uh, Redwine65 says, can we trade the basketball team for a quarterback? Which, yet? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Wade Farr always comes in with the weird questions. Why is your guest in a forest? Is he a bear? I think that's uh, Michigan State's clock tower.
1: Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm kind of blocking Beaumont Tower. So uh, Beaumont Tower is a clock tower on campus where uh, Michigan State has a statue of a cedar, which was accidentally used by the guy who designed the Nebraska license plate that had the, the cedar at the top of the uh, state capitol, and they had to redo it.
0: You are just full of the most bizarre freaking weird, knowledgeable, I was going to say trivia, but it's not, you know what? It's not even at the level where they would ask this stuff in trivia games. Uh, so, I,
1: I, one more thing about that. Just really fast. Okay. Uh, I also spoiled during my oldest brother's college graduation at Michigan state, a family urban legend that my great grandpa who went to Michigan state back when it was still Mac Michigan agricultural college. Ooh, I think think it was still around then, um, just before it switched to MSC, Michigan State College. Uh, he had, We had always said he got kicked out because he let a cow up Beaumont Tower and that you couldn't lead a cow back downstairs and they had to bring in a crane to evacuate and stuff. Anyway, I I saw in the program when I was bored watching the hundreds of people before my brother walked across the stage during his graduation ceremony at the Breslin Center that the Beaumont Tower construction uh, happened after he had been kicked out of Michigan State at the time. So um, another uh, kind of fun um, pointless trivia that only people <laughs> in my family would know. And I, I, I busted that. So I, I don't think my mom's ever going to forget me.
0: <laughs> Brett says, yes, I always do. Even when we're bad, which is every year, Dion Pryor says, if we win, yes, Roger Moore comes back in you Nebraska, just so you're thinking Northwestern. I know your mind here. Uh, they've been around for a lot. Whoa. There's a lot of comments going back. Uh, Linda Wilkins says, does Nebraska have a men's basketball team? Uh Brian Bauer, I thought basketball after college football over. There are a lot of uh there are a lot of comments about basketball. Most of them, most of that well, wait a minute here. Wade Farr says not until Hoiberg leaves. Wow. We could go into that. I think Fred Hoiberg is a good coach for Nebraska, honestly, because I think he's – I've, I've talked about this and basketball. And, yeah, we're going to talk about basketball for a while. Me might as well. Kevin knows basketball very well. Basketball season is almost coming upon us. Honestly, I think what I said about the Michigan State football game is they are lost and they're trying to get through a season. I don't see any way that Nebraska loses to Michigan State this weekend unless we literally just throw the game away. And that's certainly possible, but I don't think it's probable. Okay, Wade Far, not not until Hoyberg leaves. I think Fred is a good basketball coach for Nebraska because we are the worst program in Power Five or Power. What is it now? Power Six.
1: Well, it's about to be Power Five again. Thanks to the Pac-12 well, <laughs> imploding.
0: That's true. But you know, we are Nebraska is the worst men's basketball program in Power conferences, and, and until we win an NCAA tourney game, we're going to stay there. Uh, I think Hoyberg has done a decent job bringing in recruits. I think he's done the thing that he needed to do, which is bring in what he thought was going to work with transfers and stuff. And it didn't work because Nebraska is uniquely us. And now he's figured out, I think, a formula for going forward. Uh, So I disagree with you, Wade. What do you you think of Hoyberg?
1: I like him. I mean, that's originally why I reached out. Uh, to coronation about writing college basketball was I was excited that the Huskers hired Hoiberg and, and really kind of frankly gave a jolt of life to the program in in a way that um, at least during my uh, period with a, a Husker as my significant other um, that I hadn't really frankly seen out of the athletic department when it came to that sport. Um, I, I think he, Certainly had a, a disappointing start. Um, there's no getting around that. But unlike the head football coach who came in around the same time as him, I think he kind of figured out how to retool and had the the maturity and the experience at that level um, to figure out that his system doesn't work in the Big Ten necessarily. And what he needs to do is X, Y, or Z. And he, he definitely, I think, kind of started to show that last year. It also helped that he had a, a good point guard that he got out of the transfer portal. And I'll be curious to see how he does this season. Um given that uh Sam why am I blanking on his name? Um other than I'm I'm just getting up there in and uh age don't say an age. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but no uh the um you know the the hometown Lincoln guy um Sam Hoiberg. No, no, sorry, oh, not Sam.
0: Oh, I got now I'm blanking too. Yeah, you're right. Sam Grissel, Gressel. Oh, my yeah, God. Grissel, Grissel. Yeah. Yep. So easy. Uh, I haven't even looked at our basketball team this year. I mean, we played an exhibition against Doan, uh, which we won, obviously. But half the team was injured, including the big guy we have that was attacked while he was on a scooter, which is just you look at it and then, and then. And then we do have one of the most exciting players in the nation in case a And he basically about ripped his whole foot off spraining his ankle. So yeah,
1: that looked ugly on the still shot.
0: Yeah. I, my understanding, it is this not as bad as it could have been, but we'll wait and see what happens. Marcus comes in with Uh Thank you. you.
1: Yeah. Sorry about that.
0: Same here. But, uh, I saw today somebody on Twitter already predict a final four that included Michigan State. And Creighton. Yeah, I what mean
1: certainly possible. Um it would be but, the let me think on the math for a second. It'd be I believe it would mean Malik Hall. Right? Or was Hall there in 19 when they last made it? Uh so I'm, I'm trying to think the math in my head of the fact that Tom Izzo has had a um, big 10 or a, a final four for every single player who's graduated as a senior started as a freshman and graduated in his program with the exception of one class. And that was in 2014. Thanks to that stupid damn Yukon game in the elite eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, uh, be, besides that, one class he's always done that and this year he's gonna have to do that again um for his players who are set to to lose eligibility as seniors if i'm not fudging the math so i think um malik hall might be there because yeah because 1920 yeah because hall was a freshman um when covid happened so um just purely based on that the odds are are somewhat likely that that he'd be back again Um, but yeah I mean this team's a a strong one for for MSU they're ranked number four in the preseason and there's a good reason for that which is they have one of the best guard duos in the country with Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard and they've got a lot of good freshmen that came in Um, Cone Carr was absolutely just lighting it up against Hillsdale uh, and also with tennis against Tennessee I believe with a quite a few alley-oop dunks so should be an exciting season.
0: So when did, when does this start? So uh,
1: they, they did already play Hillsdale, which is actually my alma mater. Um, Definitely was rooting for MSU in that one myself, Uh, but no offense to the chargers. Um, And then they, they lost to Tennessee in a one point charity exhibition that benefited the Maui strong fund. Um, That one was a little interesting because it was originally supposed to be a closed scrimmage. And in those, Coaches tend to not necessarily be as focused on wins, losses, especially Izo. Right. he likes to kind of tinker around with the roster, see what works, what doesn't do some things that set the team up in, in a tough situation. But I mean, the Spartans trailed, um by what was it 1227 and only had like 15 to one. At, at early in the game and then later on um uh, like 12 27 30, 32 something like that and and they still only ended up losing by one point and on a call that was a little uh questionable again hometown crowd it was at the breslin center so you know take that with a little grain of salt on saying it was a controversial call uh but yeah i mean they're they're, they're looking tough it'll be a a less than normal daunting schedule for the Spartans this year, just like it will for Nebraska compared to last season in the uh, non-conference season. i um, not going to be a lot of challenges for either the Huskers or the Spartans early on compared to normal. Um, but at least for Michigan state, there's still matchups matchups against Duke Baylor. Um, I think a uh, good chance at, I want to say UConn in no, I'm sorry, not UConn. Why am I saying that? Um, they're not in a, uh, right, normal tournament this year. Um, it's uh, Arizona out in Palm Springs. Um,
0: so you've so. looked at basketball. You're already there. How I, I people-
1: yeah, I, I've been there for like a month and a half, John. I'm gonna be okay.
0: Honest. All right. How this game, the football game, the football game is going to be in East Lansing. Are there going to be like a hundred people there?
1: I mean, I, I think there's going to be more than that. For starters, this is actually the last. True home game for Michigan State in the first weekend of November already because uh, the Spartans gave up a home game in order to satisfy the NBC primetime uh, requirement of the new media contract, which, yeah, okay. Oh, you know, it's the Midwest. You're used to cold, blah, 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 blah. You know what? I mean, who wants to go out and watch a team that is going to be maybe looking at four and eight? at that point at best with with a win over uh nebraska and indiana at best left uh you you could get to four wins and it's already past that so the the uh, black friday night game is going to be in uh ford field instead of spartan stadium so that's going to help because at least some heat uh get some prospects in from local detroit schools things like that it, in a way it was the best situation for michigan state frankly um out of the situation that they were dealt with. Um, but that's my way of getting around to saying that uh, most teams have already had a game on Peacock deal with it because you get a big fat <laughs> check and you know what? Paying $5, $5 for uh one month of Peacock at least saves you more than going out to a bar to watch it because you'll spend oh, more that's on your true. bar. Tab.
0: That is true. And we used to pay 50 bucks for pay for you or 30. Uh, I had a question. Oh, Again, football. Do you really do you think that Michigan State's let me phrase this. If Mel Tucker wouldn't have happened the way it happened and Mel Tucker was still the head coach, where do you think the Spartans would be now in their season?
1: That is a good question. Um I think they'd still be looking at bowl contention. Um there's still a, a, a large issue with things like injuries that are legitimate injuries, not players, um, you know, opting out, pretending like it's an injury. That there are there are key players that are are hurt and uh, trying to get healthy, but it those would still exist, obviously. And this is not a a team that was going to challenge for the Big Ten East, let alone, you know, the Big Ten West is garbage. Enough. They they might actually have competed for the Big Ten West for all I know. Um, in that, but there would have been so much less noise from off the field right. and so much more right. focus and continuity and everything. I think legitimately you could be looking at them being a potential bowl team most likely at this point. Uh, but I mean, they had Iowa uh, right up until the end there. Um, you know, Rutgers going into the fourth quarter and then you have the punter, um, you know, not looking, I, I guess it was. And, yeah, it was a little high, but you should, as a punter, still be able to catch it right here or so where it, where it went. And then he fumbles it, and Rutgers catches it, and or, uh, rather recovers it in the end zone for a touchdown. And then their offense proceeds to, like I joked earlier, be 1995 Nebraska and just march right down their throat. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, those games were certainly winnable for Michigan State. Had there not would, been so much noise off field, I, I think they might've been wins. Um, it's not like Mel Tucker was, was justifying his 2021 contract extension, but right. you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going to lead the best three and nine team in, in, in the history of college football either. So,
0: okay. Earlier comment from Paul says Lance at Kansas is for sure on a labor radar. Lance Leipold. Uh, what do you think of that guy?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, one of the names who uh, is up there on the list, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, done a phenomenal job at a basketball school. Um, I think uh, Michigan State's maybe a little more even as a a football-basketball school than Kansas, but, um, you know, yeah, the the Kansas basketball program is certainly interesting in uh, comparison to Michigan football in doubling down on things, so... But yeah, no, I'm sorry. Lance Leopold would be a a, a good uh, target to potentially consider as well.
0: Okay, Evan, this is earlier. Evan Zyla says, I am going to UNL in the spring for broadcasting and sport. So I assume it's a she is young. Well, good luck to you, Evan. I just wanted to point that out. And then she asks... Do you think double H is our best chance to win against Michigan state? Uh, Heinrich Harburg. Yeah, I do. I think, I mean, you could argue about how high his upside is. And I think next year, Nebraska is going to have to find a quarterback in the portal. uh, Somebody who's experienced. Uh, But for right now, I think Heinrich Harburg is, you know, just settle down and play the game. Just, just focus on, focus on this. Focus on running the eye out of bounds instead of taking a hit when you get the chance. Focus on sliding instead of taking a hit when you get the chance. And and there was one other, throw the ball away. If you're going to make the pass, you don't have to make every play the, the Super Bowl. You know, it doesn't have to be a winner. You just have to not throw the ball to the other team. So, yeah, I do. I think Nebraska's in. I don't want to say dire straits with their quarterback, but, you know, it's rough. And, uh, yes, Heinrich Harburg gives us the best chance for winning. James Boardman, we have to bring this up. Bobby Knight passed away today. Thoughts? That's for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, sad. Um, thought Thoughts to his family. Uh, he had one hell of a run in Bloomington leading IU. Um, that chair throwing gift still will be one of the best things in, in college sports uh, for for all time to come. Um, you know, uh, I I hope um, he ha- had a, a, a peaceful passing with with his family, and um, I hope IU. I, I, I was happy a while back. IU finally had him back on campus, and right. I'm, I'm glad he got to do a visit um, back to Assembly Hall um, while while he was still with us all
0: i guess i i don't you know i never followed basketball that closely because i'm a nebraska guy and you know but always seeing him just so god he was a character you know what i mean just just they they the the what was he said about the media he said most of us learn to read and write by the second grade and then some people go on to better and most of us go on to better things <laughs> about sports writers i mean he had so many lines and you know so many moments of which you went holy shit that guy's a that guy's a handful but you know he certainly stood out as a giant in in basketball and they don't make him like that anymore and i don't sometimes i wonder if that's good or bad but uh, i guess it is you know we don't we get so bit out of shape about anything that happens Anymore with coaches or with players or anything that anything at all where they might, you know, I well, they might swear at people or they might say things or they might get angry on set. You know, we get so just bent out of shape about all that stuff with ourselves that, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a shame. Uh, okay. Ted Hilker comes in and says this. John should set, set up a weekly Jays show that because he loves the Jays. L-O-L. You know, I have honestly thought maybe we should do something with Creighton other than, you know, burn them alive or something. <laughs> I have honestly entertained way back in the back of my head, late at night when I couldn't sleep and I was angry about the world, uh, maybe I should cover Creighton. Maybe I should have somebody that wants to talk about Creighton every once in a while. I don't. What do you think, Kevin?
1: I think if UNL isn't going to get men's hockey, then uh, UNO should be the sort of go-to Big Ten program for for men's ice hockey. That, that's what I think. <laughs> that's what I think about the the Creighton Blue Jays men's basketball program.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What else do we have? Anything else?
1: Before? Uh well, I, I'll make the joke. Um, if high, if um Harburg is gonna throw it away, please throw it away in the direction of uh Jaden. Um, God, I, I, I'm probably gonna butcher his name. J- Jaden Mang- Mangum, um, from Michigan State. Oh, Angelo Gross wouldn't necessarily be a, a bad choice either, but.
0: Okay, these guys are going on about Peacock. Wade Farr is, but if we pay $5 this time to watch a Nebraska game, how much for the next Nebraska game on Peacock or an internet-only game? You know, they're pretty consistent on their streaming costs. You know, I think all of them are like $5.99 a month or something like that. I need Disney Plus, um, Hulu. Well, Hulu Live is more expensive because it's live. Uh, I'm thinking of one other. Well, come on. Paramount, there's another one. They have all the Star Trek stuff. You know, I'm going to say this. We already have Peacock in my household because the EPL plays on Peacock. And my household watches English Premier League soccer. You can also get some funky rugby stuff going on. And, and that's always interesting just because or maybe Australian rules football. And those are always interesting because they're so weird compared to American football. Uh, all right. Yeah, Dad, I, I, said, we, oh, sorry, I was going to
1: say we 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 got Peacock back in I want to say June. They had a brief flash sale for like twenty dollars or something for a full year subscription, and I knew Michigan State was going to have at least one game on at that point because for football for Washington, and uh, you you would know that they were likely to have at least a, a couple games in basketball as well. Um, which okay, you know what? I I'm sorry for all the complaining about. Oh, we have to have one football game on Peacock. You know what? It it's against uh ma- who who do you guys have again on it again? Maryland, Maryland the game. Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's against Maryland. Is it the Michigan State Michigan basketball game? No. Then, it, it, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but like, big deal. Uh, no,
0: no offense, you can get a tr- you guys but- can get a trial. Yeah. I, I, be, I, at,
1: at the end of the day, like I, I, get the point. Okay. It's yet another thing. We already spend X amount of money on cable. You know, now we need to do uh, streaming for this. If you want to watch a lot of volleyball games for Nebraska or women's basketball, you know, you got to get the big 10 plus um, subscription as well, which also is a ton of money. Um, you guys all like baseball. So you definitely need that for, for baseball. Um, yeah, but at at the end of the day, you know, you, you can get around it. Um we didn't mind as well because we had started Brooklyn 99 on Netflix and only gotten into like season two, early season three, somewhere in there when it got pulled and put on Peacock and we were kind of sitting around waiting for a reason to get Peacock and, and this was it. So, you know, but uh with the streaming wars for now, it, it's coming that those aren't gonna be five dollars by all means, but Peacock oh, still true. seems kind of desperate. So,
0: All right. Ted Hilker says there's not many Jays streams out there. You know, the th- honest to God truth is, you guys, college football pays the bills, and it pays the bills on the internet too. And when you I, – I mean, when you look out there, and I don't – maybe this is Michigan State. Are there a lot of Michigan State football podcasts or are there a lot of Michigan State basketball podcasts? Or are there – you know, because in Nebraska – I mean, there are like 80 or 100 Nebraska football podcasts, but nobody really talks about basketball. And I understand, I mean, we're not a very good basketball program, but I still don't think there's a lot of basketball coverage compared to football because football is just that bigger, much bigger of a sport. Am I completely off there?
1: Um, I, I think for MSU specific outlets, we cover basketball as much as we do football and we get a lot of interest from it, um, but Michigan State—it's one of the kind of right there on the edge. Of, are they a blue blood or not? Are they they're arguably a modern blue blood program kind of thing? So, e- even financially, Michigan State is one of the programs that is one of the richest with men's basketball income, although. Uh, with the schedule is it plays uh, in the non-conference, a lot of that gets eaten up by travel um, in terms of expenses. Sometimes, but the the point being is that e- even at Nebraska, the men's basketball program pays the bills for the women's right. basketball program, and that is roughly where where the dollars stop. Football pays for literally everything else. Yeah, particularly yeah. at a program like Nebraska. Um, but as far as fan interest, it's pretty close up there for MSU. Uh, the outlets that do a football podcast will tend to have a basketball podcast as well um, and get a, a fair amount of interest. There's so many more games. it you know, it doesn't equate to the same level of interest that goes into 12 college football games uh, at least in a winning season, but
0: um, all right. Brad Wilson says, I want to see a turnover free ball game. That'd be interesting. if both sides don't turn the ball over.
1: <laughs> it would be Spartans came very, very close to that on, on Saturday at Minnesota. Um, I may be misremembering, but the only turnover I remember off the top of my head is very late in the game. Sam Levitt threw an interception, right. um, when Michigan state was getting close to the red zone, uh, but that was it. Before that, they were plus three on the turnover margin. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see if the Spartans could do that. And uh, Nebraska certainly had a problem with that, especially with Jeff Sims. Although I know at least one writer for coordination, um, I won't out him, but uh, he, his, he pointed out that um, Harburg doesn't really have that much less of a tendency to, to throw the ball over than Sims. But I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head to uh, back that up.
0: Yeah. We, we argue a lot on Slack anonymous says putting Nebraska games on Peacock is the worst thing happening this month. And that includes two wars that might end humanity. This guy knows nothing you know, we do act like that sometimes. I swear to God, Uh, especially on Twitter, Mike on Twitter, Nebraska Twitter is amazing. Okay. James Boardman has this and we'll probably do this as the last question. Uh, how is the Sparty recruiting class holding up? Well,
1: I, I'm, I'm going to go back to the last one for just one fast joke, which is okay. if I had had to buy a new car battery today instead of yesterday, I would have said having to buy a new car battery out of nowhere was the worst <laughs> thing this month. Um, but that did happen October 31st. So I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. I can't argue that. Uh, yeah. Michigan State's lost several recruits, but as of right now, uh, the Spartans still have a decent class, and they have ten guys holding on. Um, several guys are still making visits elsewhere, and they aren't necessarily done with MSU. But they need to know who the next coach is going to be before they stay committed on that early signing day. Um, so that will be interesting to see what happens. A lot of them are close with their uh, the the position coaches, obviously that were more primary in recruiting them, and they like them. Um, but seeing who's going to replace them because I don't think very many of them are going to stay and be retained on the next staff. And I don't think there's a single Spartan fan out there for the most part that will be sad to see most of them go.
0: Okay. I, I lied. Brett says, Kevin or John, which is your favorite opponent stadium you've been to either basketball or football? Do
1: you want to take that one first, John?
0: Well, you know, the thing is, is I have not been to a lot of places, I guess not as many as I should be. Uh, for being as nuts about football as I have. I I really enjoyed going to Madison uh, to Camp Randall, except for the games. (laughs) And I live in Minnesota, so it's unfair to, you know, but I, you know, I back when Minnesota had good teams on their basketball teams, I think Williams arena is a really kind of a cool place to watch a game. Uh, mostly because the fans there will start toward the end of the game or when they want to crush the opponent, they'll all get up and start stomping and the whole freaking building shakes. And if you're not used to that, it's terrifying. It literally feels like the building's coming down around you. So uh, I think that's it. Probably Madison and, and Williams arena. Okay. Yeah. So I, I haven't done a
1: ton of basketball arenas yet. Um, I mean, I I guess I'll be a homer and say that the Breslin Center... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have to pick an opponent, don't I? So that'd be cheating. Um, The Palastro was kind of cool. The game sucked. I sat in front of one of the worst fans I've ever experienced in college sports ever, but the venue was cool and the historicalness of it. Um, And if I can cheat a little bit to differentiate, the stadium fan experience for 2013 Michigan state at Nebraska was probably the best, but my favorite actual stadium itself uh, would probably be 2014 Oregon. Um, Autzen stadium wow. is, is just fun. It It's a unique um, design. Uh, yeah. I I think it's cool. Um, it's, it's loud. That steepness of it really helps with that. And the, the surrounding scenery is pretty gorgeous out there. Um, Washington's just a little, I, I did that trip last year and uh, sail gating is cool, but the stadium itself is just a little weird. Those gigantic upper deck sections. Um, I, I'd give the edge to, to Oregon over Washington. And those are my favorite over big 10 stadiums that I've been to. Um, but I haven't been to a lot in, in the big 10 West. I've only done Michigan state games at Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Um, whereas I've also done a Michigan state game at the Rose bowl, Oregon and oh, wow. uh, Washington now. So it's same number of big 10 West stadiums uh, as big 10 future Western West stadiums. Um, but I have also been to a Nebraska Northwestern game and I'm excited to see that one get demolished and uh, rebuilt with what they're going to uh, do. Cause they Ryan have Fields, decided.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. The, those like turret things are kind of cool. The, the unique curve of it's nice, but besides that it, it's a, not a great stadium unless you're a visiting fan who wants a cheap ticket.
0: So Northwestern is going to rebuild Ryan field.
1: Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the latest on the city council vote. Um, the I, last I saw the planning council had vetoed uh, their request for hosting concerts there. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to happen because it's the city council who actually gets to choose that as my understanding. Um, and then, uh, one of the things that was mentioned by like a city council member, I think, or like a city planner or something was um, the suggestion that they build a parking deck at Northwestern, ath- Northwestern's athletic department. Um, the other NU in the big 10 had said that uh, they didn't want to do that because they didn't want to encourage fans to drive as a um, sort of olive branch, to the local community. And also that would raise the uh, cost of the um, stadium project by like, I think $30 million or something. Um, so it, it was cost prohibitive and not something that they wanted to do. Although, um, I'm sorry, just one more random tangent is this okay. came up in the meeting last week during my day job that I thought was kind of interesting is parking garages moving forward are actually gonna have a problem where they may have to start marking off spaces, uh, the more EVs proliferate right. because of the weight problem, um, because structurally they can't support the weight of an EV. Uh, I just thought that was kind of a, a while I mentioned parking garage, it, it kind of triggered um, that in my, my memory from a, a meeting last week about it. So
0: I never thought of that.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, one of the other interesting things was I literally just the night before read an article from an EV, a long time EV owner who had explained that uh, tires and, and after I read this, it was like, duh that's common sense now that you think about it but they go through tires almost like twice as fast as a, an ice vehicle um just because of the weight again they're so much heavier and because of the weight not only do they wear through tires faster they also have to have a uh, higher quality rubber that costs more so it costs almost double as much and you go through them on average almost twice as fast so um, wow another uh interesting thing just to, to keep in mind um, when debating, you know, what, what that next car is uh, for those of you who can afford 7% interest rates. I I'm, okay. I'm sorry, I've I'm gone way off topic here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Last comment, Fred Sacco, because Fred was here. and We have to have a comment by him. He says, John, I'm disappointed. This night guy is too normal. I'm still waiting for you to get an opposing team guest who's nuts is you. Well, Fred If they're as nuts as me, the chances are they're probably in jail or in a mental institution. So, you know, I try to seek them out, too. But you always have to go through a lot of clearance to get through, you know, and then the prison won't grant them, you know, streaming. You know, it's really live streams. No, absolutely not. There's none of that. You know, I I
1: saved my anti-Michigan crazy rants uh, with the tinfoil hats for off camera. Sorry, folks. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right i think that's gonna do it we made it in an hour do you want to predict a score predict the score it's not a question you have to do it Six four. Oh my god d- d- really
1: no i'm kidding no ne- neither defense is probably good enough to get safeties okay you know what I'm, I'm sorry that was going around twitter earlier today and i forgot about it so um all all props to to nebraska because these stats do technically count now having played nebraska but uh the huskers went up against uh last month um th- there was this bragging point about how they have one of the best defenses in october among fbs teams now right. the offenses that the the huskers faced were number 7 number 8 and number 10 in the big 10 and again to be fair those also are stats now post playing Nebraska. Right. And Nebraska's defense definitely did a a decent good job last month. But always take stats with a grain of salt, unless you're a homer, um, which sometimes I like to do as well. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I uh let's go with a uh, realistic score though. Um Nebraska 21, Michigan State uh, 17.
0: So you're, go- you're going with what I said earlier. The, 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 the one Nebraska scores about 20 points a game and Michigan State about 18. So that's a good, it's a good prediction. Uh, I'm going to say 24 to 10 because, you know, I am a little bit more of a homer and I just think that, I think that it's uh you know, I honestly think that it's really hard to keep your shit together when you're having a team that's just progressively trying to keep their crap together and they've lost their head coach and the new guy is coming in. You know, the new guy is just promoted and he's like, oh, my God, what do I have to do to keep this team together? I think it gets way more difficult the more you lose. So I don't expect a blowout. And certainly with Nebraska's offense, God knows anything can happen. But I do expect the Nebraska win. So it um, hurts. Here's Colin, Colin Jay. Nebraska 77, Michigan State 78. Which, I, you know, sounds that, like is that for December? December 10th. <laughs> <laughs> is that will be in East Lansing? What is what is the name of their basketball place? Breslin.
1: Oh no, uh, sorry, De- the December 10th game will be in uh uh at, at PBA in Lincoln. Um I, I will be at that we, will game actually, that so. we will win that one.
0: We will win that one.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the day before December 9th the women's team will be in East Lansing playing the women's uh the MSU women's team at the Breslin Center. Um I can't remember off the top of my head. I think the team's only played once in Lincoln this year but I could be wrong. Um but yeah, Michigan State plays at Lincoln on December 10th and um, barring flight trouble I will be at that game covering it. So we'll we'll see. My my second Man, game there.
0: Ted Hilker says 42 to 10 Nebraska. I think that's a, I don't know if we, we had a we scored 31 points against Purdue. And that was, that was quite frankly, kind of impressive. Uh, David Matney says 24 to 10 Nebraska, Fred Sacco, 20 to 10 Nebraska. Uh, Husker Chuck with 27 to 10 Nebraska, all these Nebraska people, uh, No offense, only defense says, I think we win in a close eight overtime game, 74 to 72. You know, after the third overtime, they can only go for two-point conversions. It's a lot of two-point conversions. (laughs) I'm down for Uh, that. Brian Bauer says, Nebraska, 27 to 17. Okay, we need to go before I find more uh, comments to use.
1: We, we need an right. offensive lineman to fall over backwards without being touched before the ball is snapped. <laughs> it has been nine long years since we got <laughs> that gift for the world. We need it to happen again. <laughs> it's going to happen again this Saturday. The wind is going to catch uh, somebody and they're going to fall over like Paul Bunyan falls a tree.
0: <laughs> okay. There is the discount code going across the banner at the broad up. See why why we have to end Uh, There's a discount code for Merch going across the bottom That's the only place this is going to display So you have to watch this show to get 15% Off till the end of November I'm just going to experiment with people Uh, That's it We're done I should actually have an outro for this show But you know I'm not that good at these things Uh, any, Any I guess I already asked for your closing comments
1: You stay classy, San Diego.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right. Good night, Kevin.